Hello, Sir Joe. How are you today? Good. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. I didn't shave. Did take a shower, though, so that's good news. No, I'm sure your wife will like that. Yeah, she doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, it's like as long as she can't smell you from the shed, it's okay, right? It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I feel um, like some member of my family is getting COVID tested every other fucking day, so, you know. Oh, it's just everywhere. You know, it's kind of like on this go around. I mean, when you look at the data, though, so many people that are getting super sick, it's like 97% unvaccinated. Of course. Well, I mean, you know, what did they expect? I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't. So, but I do see the vaccination rates going up. So I think, you know, it reminds me like when the Cold War ended and, you know, took down the Berlin Wall and all of that. Everybody made such an effort not to rub it in the Russians or the Soviets faces. Right. Try to not like, you know, do the victory dance on them. Like, you know, us Americans are so uh, want to do often. Uh -huh. um, and just to not get them all, uh, you know, pissed off. So when I look at these unvaccinated people, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, look, they are what they are. And anything that gets them to get over their stubbornness or whatever and go get vaccinated is a good thing. Yep. So I'm not saying anything. If they can see the data, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not too hard to read. And, um, you know, well, just let's stay healthy as we can. Yeah, Mr. Trump's out there uh, pushing hard on it and attacking DeSantis. So uh, I, I was, I'm actually been surprised by that turnaround, uh, telling everybody to get boosted and attacking DeSantis for not being willing to admit he has been boosted. So you know, that's some, that's some, that's some progress. Yeah, well, I think that's that's isn't DeSantis like Trump's biggest challenger in the next? Yeah, fight? well, now he got yeah, yeah. And he's trying to outflank him to the right. Yep. Um, go after his core supporters. Yep. Where Trump's trying to move toward the center, it looks like to me, um, to try to get all the people he lost in the last one back. So, yeah, you know, to me, I think you, you know, this is the time for Trump to pivot on that message. Yeah. He wants. Well, because um, you know that it's what it's what cost him the presidency. Anyway, we should probably. Yeah. Yeah. Who gives a shit get about off that? the fucking politics and vaccinations? Um, yeah. Let's just stay healthy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, let's see. What do you got today, Joe? Well, we got a little dip happening at the moment. Um, or we did. I haven't looked in the last hour. So let me look. And I see haven't really looked since this morning. Um, let me take a look. It's one of those things where we have all this new stuff coming and yet everybody's kind of languishing in all the macro stuff oh. as to what happens next. And I kind of go, whatever happens there is going to happen. Yeah. You know, dip you in a bounce. Yeah. You can't, um, you know, it's easy to see that the equities markets are overvalued. I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to yeah, be that's a easy. Yeah. friggin', you know, MBA to figure that one out. Um, the question is that you, you don't want to, you don't want them to crash. Yeah. Um, you want that to prick those bubbles or whatever. So that they, you know, dissipate some it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, you got some uh, weird background noise going, buddy. Oh, shit. That's all the leaf blowers and stuff outside. Hold uh, on. Okay. Me, uh, oh, no, no, no. No worries. No worries. It's all right. You can turn down yeah. the gain on your mic, but other other than that. Yeah, it looks like Bitcoin did a nice little uh, dip from 44 down to the 42s and back up to 43 here. So, yeah. You know. No, I mean, yeah, we're at like 43. I think that looks look, – everybody's just kind of waiting for something interesting to happen. Um, yeah. Because everything else, macro stuff is all – uncertainty 
But are me, you VPNing? It, like always, you know, it's like you're asking me, am I wearing a condom? It's like, of course I am. Well, you're lagging. All right, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. Why don't you talk while I... Um, I uh, I'm going to. I'm trying to load something up here. All right. I'm uh, killing it right uh, now, so I'll be gone for a second. No. no, just booting so he can't get back on. Uh, so, well, if Dex Guru would load... There we go. Uh, Phantom doesn't know, again, uh, that uh, Bitcoin is uh, uh, down uh, or up because uh, Phantom just keeps going up. Broke $3.00 today and uh it's uh it's still uh wow dex is slow today um i think when i sold that last time i think i sold it at pretty close to where the last high was was that like 370 or was that i'd love to be able to show you fucking dex.guru would load yeah um no i don't you know look when i look at everything i'm just waiting for the rebase token rebound i mean you know, a lot of that stuff I went for yeah. purposely to, you know, not just rebase tokens, but the guys in the blizzard, you know, I just locked all that up to forget about it. And those yeah. unlocks are coming like, you know, later this month, next month ongoing. And so, you know, I just like to see a nice rebound in those, um, the, the rebase tokens themselves that we're already in, um, you know, kind of keep an eye on those. I'm not really adding to those positions because they're just growing so fast. Right. Um, I just need to move on the, on yeah. the price. Um, and, you know, that hasn't happened yet. So, um, you know, but I see all this amazing news. So whether it's metaverse or it's, you know, game five stuff or play to earn or, you know, any of the things we're talking about, the web three stuff, um, you know, it's, it's for real and it's big. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, also if you're, you know, if you got in, like say last year or early last year, you were holding from 2018, 2019, you know, you're going to take profits. Yeah. If you don't, you just, you just, you've been in the game that long, you know, the volatility. So you're either going to just take the profits or you're just never going to look at it and just wait. Um, So to me, I look at all this again, as I always say, as a natural cycle. And, you know, when I, yeah, when I see the amount of stuff that's going on, you know, in the financial institutions, you know, JP Morgan, you know, is talking about that token of theirs again. Remember they're talking a lot about that like three years ago Yeah. and then not much. Well, now let's talk about JP Morgan coin. I'm going to do a coin. So, you know, kind of back to like the banking house coins, which would be pretty interesting. Yeah. But, you know, so it's all coming. You just have to be patient. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I'm, I, you know, I just would like, I keep feeling like we're going to have some decorrelation and then, you know, they come back to correlating again. So I think there are good signs that, that that's going to happen more and more. So I'm excited about that. Uh, did you see this uh, Alchemix commercial I sent you? I saw it. I, I thought you were going to do something on air, so I didn't look at it. Yeah, I don't know if I can. I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it. I'm going to put my mic up to the speaker just to hopefully make it so everybody can hear it. You know, if you on that Apple stuff, if you slide that toothpick over to the left, it works a lot better. Yeah, just never fucking stops this guy. <laughs> All right, I'm All trying right. to find. Okay, here it is. I got it. Okay, let's see. So you got some money, but how are you going to use it? You want to spend? You need shopping now, bro. When you know you should be saving. You'll never buy a house at this rate. 
But what if you could spend and save at the same time? Hell yeah. The enlightened kind with inquiring minds. A new world awaits. Set yourself free with completely flexible self-repaying loan technology. Supported on desktop and mobile. Seize the power of Alchemix. Allowing you to spend and save at the same time. Leverage your wealth without risk of liquidation. Take out a loan that repays itself. What was once inconceivable is now within your grasp. Are you winning, son? <laughs> Nicely done, too. Um, you know, that's high quality, uh, great humorous message, um, gets the point across. Now, is this something I think would sell to um, everyday kind of retail consumers? No, probably not. But um, it'll certainly something that can be shared with other people in DeFi um, and that they can get an inkling that it's possible. So um, I, I just really like it. They're gearing up for version two launch, which is coming very soon. You know, and there's some there's some really cool possibilities with version two. Um, the first is, is that um, alternative yields. So instead of the kind of 3.3% um, that, uh, you know, that makes the payoff on these things take much longer, um, there are some, you know, riskier, higher yield possibilities coming in version two so that the loans would actually pay off faster. Um, and I don't know if that's completely composable or not, or if they're just going to, as a community, pick them and then uh, uh, populate those into the application. But uh, I think anything that, uh, you know, look, when you see USD yields uh, 10 to 20 percent, um, there's certainly some opportunities there to uh, increase this pace at which these get paid off. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a self-repaying loan. So. It's hard to argue with. Well, two things. One, um, when we were talking yesterday, um, to, I believe it was to Eamon, um, you know, we talked about the bribe systems on some of those different uh, yep. tipping systems or you know, yep. prepay system. It'd be pretty, think of that concept and also think about the geyser concept. And I'm thinking more of the beginning geyser, you know, where you use the geyser tokens to get different rewards. Right. Well, you know, what if you could do something like that, um, but use it to like factor in how fast these loans get paid off? Yeah. You know, maybe it's a gotcha machine. Oh, you know, that's cool. With different coupon rates in it. And you use whatever token to, to do that. But some, some angle like that. I mean, look, if you're in Celsius or Crypto.com or staking on Aave or, you know, Geist or Blizzard, this is a no brainer for you. Yep. Because, yep. you know, you're already comfortable with that concept. Now, the new concept here is that, you know, not only do you get to borrow and go stable farm or whatever, but they pay it off for you. Yeah. So yeah. that's the ultimate hedge to me. No, it's um, awesome. And, you know, um, and a quick announcement for I'm doing a Mission DeFi interview, but I'm doing it with Zeus, Sam, Casmian, and Scoopy all at the same time. And we're going to talk about... Um, the trials and tribulations of starting a project in DeFi and what uh, people starting projects should uh, avoid. So um, looking forward to doing that one uh, probably next week, some point. So that'll be interesting. 
Yeah, that'll be really cool. Yeah. So, um, and I, that's what I said to the guys. I said, look, I think we've reached that time where now projects like theirs are being much more mature about their approach and how they handle things and how they've built it. And it's time to pass that pass that knowledge along. And all three guys are more than excited to to do that. So excited to, I'm excited to get those interviews up. So this is really interesting to me. So um, Kane.eth, um, the one of the founders of Synthetics, right? Um, and this is interesting because it, he, he makes a comment here about the fact that most people don't have a clue how synthetics work. And he's right. I had no clue how synthetics work. Um, but it's, it, this is a really interesting concept because see, this is a great walkthrough. I retweeted this, but this is a great walkthrough of how synthetics work. But more interestingly, he's actually talking about taking synthetics, the, the tech behind synthetics and turning it into a bridge, right? So essentially, you know, synthetics allow you to trade um, against um, equities or other pro or other products or other tokens that may not be available on a chain you're on, um, because you can mint these synthetics and an oracle pulls the current price back, right? But what I didn't completely understand is that um, he walks through and says there are two main components of synthetics: staking and exchanging. Staking takes SNX and other collateral and turns it into synthetics or sense. Uh, he says, think ETH turning into DAI uh, in Maker. So he said, exchanging is the by far the cooler side. It allows you to take any synth, SBTC, SETH, and SUSDC, and many more, and convert them at the current Chainlink Oracle price. In order to do this, the protocol has the ability to burn one synth and mint another synth. This ability enables exchanges, but also creates the potential for cross-chain bridges. Um, to the, he says, to the best of my knowledge, no one else has been stupid enough to try something like this. And for good reason. When you now direct swaps like this, it creates all kinds of attack vectors, even mirror silo pools. This is one of the reasons we decided to pursue Optimism PVC. On Optimism, the lower latency of the network allows for atomic transactions between sinks. Sense there's no waiting time, which means once we start getting more traction on optimism, the integration of sense will create significant volume for the protocol. Anyway, so the other reason he said was to reduce the cost. He said, but um, they're moving the staking side of the protocol to L2, which then means now he has this fast um, synthetic minting platform, basically, that would allow them to cross back and forth with other L1s. So you could have this really fast uh, synthetic bridging capability um, that they could then use their existing pro protocol to uh, work cross chain. So anyway, I encourage everybody to um, go read how this works. Um, he says that um, there are other benefits, uh, cross asset swaps, et cetera, et cetera. What, what this, the other interesting thing about this to me is not just the bridging, right? If you can have, a very fast, very fast ability to cross-chain synthetically generate these tokens and trade, but still be getting the actual token on the chain or having it come back to you on the chain you're on. Now, this is yet another kind of Lego in the um, seamless multi-chain thing that you and I always talk about, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, making it completely synthetic, making it completely invisible to the user that they are actually cross-chain trading, staking, yield farming, whatever, because this 
and this to me sounds like an incredibly promising bridge capability, right? Because it's so fast that um, it gives the ability to make people be able to take care, uh, take advantage of trades on another chain um, without worrying about a lot of slippage in the price. Um, so to me, this is a really interesting concept. I think it has a ton of potential. I encourage everyone to go read. Uh, it's His uh, Twitter handle is K-A-I-Y-N-N-E. And um, I've also retweeted it on, um, I thought I retweeted it. I'm going to retweet it now. It'll be at the top of my Twitter feed. Um, oh, I know what I did. I quote retweeted it. But um, this is this is really um, fascinating and I think has a ton of potential. So better keep an eye on this. Um, and it, evidently he was um, he was not he was against uh, deploying synthetics previous to multiple L1s, but now he's starting to see the light. So hmm. it's very interesting. That is interesting. No, I mean, look, that's like we talk seamless infrastructure. Yeah, you know, we don't we don't think about the power where it comes from. We stick a plug in the wall. Yep. You know, it just it's and it's not coming from one source only. It's yep. coming from the cheapest possible source. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I think that's what you sort of want to see with whenever we talk multi-chain and all of this, it's that same concept. Yep. Of a fully decentralized market with the best pricing for the users. So Bitcoin, Ethereum are most profitable investments of the last decade. They beat stocks. They beat everything else. It's interesting. I was in a convenience store day before yesterday. And the man behind the counter said, I had a Bitcoin shirt on. And the man behind the counter and said, hey, how, how do I buy Bitcoin? I said, well, the easiest way if you have no experience with cryptocurrencies is to go to Coinbase.com, create an account, connect your debit card, and you can buy it that way. I said, um, you know, it, and he said, well, do you think it's a good investment? I said, well, you know, I'm wearing the shirt, but um, I said. It's all I have left. <laughs> it's a shirt on my back. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, yeah. I said, and this article came out yesterday, but after I'd already talked to him, I said, but yeah, um, you know, uh, against all commodities, equities, and everything else for the last 10 years, and I was just talking about Bitcoin to him, Bitcoin is the most profitable um, uh, thing you could have bought and invested in over that 10 year period. So, uh, yes, it goes up and down. I tell the same speech I always tell everybody else. It goes up and down. It moves about. But um, it definitely, uh, definitely is a good place to put your money. So anyway, there's just some validation on that. Um, another interesting thing is, I don't know, Joe, if you know I have a past life in uh, uh, political campaign management. Did you know that about me? I think you mentioned it once when you were like doing a big rant against... Um somebody i think a sitting congressman at that point yeah <laughs> yeah probably brad sherman yeah uh, I, think was, I think it was one of those yeah talking so, about your buddy um what's what's the um erica uh, rhodes. Al yes erica rhodes yeah she was on bankless uh yesterday did a really good job um but we need to coach her on some of her policy stuff she's she's still she's still she still just needs to be able to say specifically things that she's going to do and so she's got some work to go there but you know brad sherman evil Satan of anti-crypto Satan. Um, anyway, I had a call last night with some old friends from that world and they were contacting me because uh, this guy named Blaze fucking something or other running in Arizona for Senate made uh, raised $550,000 with an NFT sale um, uh, for his campaign. He's running for United States Senate in Arizona. And um, 
and they said to me, you know, we're thinking about um, starting an entity that could provide uh, the infrastructure for NFT sales for political campaigns. Um, and I said, well, it's, that's really interesting. I said, um, what do you guys know about it? And they were next to clueless um, in terms of their knowledge of crypto and NFTs. Uh, so one of them had done some research and understood conceptually and already, and had bought some NFTs. So bought some crypto and bought some NFTs to go through the experience. So, you know, I gave her an A plus for that. But um, the interesting thing was um, how easily um, it, I've been, I was able to walk them through. So I told them about the pitfalls. I said, look, you know, you're going to have some resistance if people have to buy crypto to buy the NFT. So you're going to want to do a platform that already has debit card and credit card capabilities built in like Flow does for MBA. And um, Near, I think, has an integration with someone with a wallet with credit card capability. I said, so that's step one. Step two, these folks are Democrats. So I said, you're going to have to, um, you're going to have to also deal with the uh, fact that, you know, some members of that party have decided that uh, they want to make crypto evil. So you're going to have to deal with that um, and talk about the fact that uh, you're doing it on a layer two and or an alternate layer one. And, you know, you're not going to have an impact on climate, blah, 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 blah. Um, so we're walking through it all and um, I'm explaining things to them and showing a few screens to them and they're getting excited. And then I said, now, are you guys creating this as a company? And they said, yeah, yeah, we're going to create it as a company uh, to build this out. I said, okay, well, you need to understand you're going to have, you know, some significant expenses, right? You're going to have to hire developers and you can't get them right now. Or you're going to have to have a project that already exists. Like I mentioned Doki Doki to them that makes it easy for you to deploy something. Um, but you're, you've got a lot of education to do for yourself and you've got some expenses that you're going to have to deal with. I said, but do you know what a DAO is? Anyway, I walked them through DAOs, walked them through all the stuff. By the end of the one hour or so call, um, these people are like ready to form a DAO. They're going to raise for the DAO, you know, with a token sale and blah, 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 blah. I mean, they were gung-ho. And it, I guess the bottom line of why I brought this up is, is that I, you know, we always assume that um, normies or people in real life won't get this, but it really isn't um, that difficult if you kind of structure how you talk about it and you give them something that they're interested in to um, be tangible for them. Um, because one of the guys on the call is an attorney and he started text messaging me afterwards and said, oh man, I just reopened my firm. I really think I could um, use a DAO for my firm and then expand nationally without all the normal hassles and bullshit that goes into building and, and licensing a law firm in every state, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, you should look at it, but I definitely, the, the point is, is that um, everyone should still be evangelizing crypto, DeFi and NFTs to their friends and family, because once people get it, they get very excited about it. I mean, really excited about it. And once they understand the concept of a DAO, I had I had hesitated on explaining DAOs to anybody outside of my world, outside of my crypto world prior to last night. Once they understood it, man, they were so excited by kind of like the message of empowerment, um, the ability to kind of uh, gather a group of people together to create something powerful was a really powerful message for them. They really latched onto that wholeheartedly. And I think what we may be missing in crypto and DeFi is how powerful an entry point DAOs could be for people to get into crypto. 
because it's kind of this empowering concept that um, everyone loves the idea of employee-owned companies. Everyone loves the idea of taking a community and building something together. And when you let them realize that it's possible and that there are ways to raise funds and for people to make a profit from it, it's it's a really powerful message. So anyway. Yeah, I notice different levels of traction out there too. I, mean, I talked with one of my accountants two days ago and you know, started asking about you know, he has a buddy who I think put three grand into one. I don't know which token it was. I think it was called Legacy or something like that, but uh, turned into like 500 grand. Nice. And so I don't, you know, I don't know if there's an exit liquidity there for him or not. I didn't really look, but we started talking about it. And then he starts asking questions about NFTs and like, well, what do I do with them? And I'm like, well, just Google like NFT frame. And, you know, that's where you put it if you like the picture. You know, I said, <laughs> Are you talking about like an investment or something? And he's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, just buy the ones you like. You know, don't do it for the money at this point. But yeah. So here's a CPA coming in that's now getting intrigued that he's missing the NFT boat, you know, i.e. the sense of capturing some, you know, French Impressionist painting for a hundred bucks that's then worth 500 million one day. <laughs> um, and, you know, they get that. But, um, I think that there's so much FUD and so much messaging out there that confuses everyone. Like I'm looking at the, um, just like one of the headline um, aggregators for crypto and it's everything from Pulp Fiction NFT battle heats up, you know, largest crypto exchange sponsoring Africa cup of nations. Solana could be the visa of crypto networks. Bitcoin trades, Adel Salvador, sovereign risk. Moody says, you know, FinTech Naga, a German one, to start crypto-focused social trading platform. Gemini acquires crypto asset management platform, Ritria. Um, you know, Northwest Arkansas offering 10K in Bitcoin and a free bike to relocate there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bitcoin. I had, my, I had my wife look at houses in Northwest Arkansas yesterday. The, you know, I drove through there. Last couple of years, I've done some okay. drives through the Midwest. It's, you know, uh, Memphis is a place to check out, dude. Well, Memphis. I will tell you. The fucking Ozarks in Arkansas are beautiful. I grew up going to camp there every couple of years when I was a kid, and it is beautiful up there. Just yeah. fucking gorgeous. You know, it, I don't want to insult anybody, so I'll leave further comments about. But the point is that you, when you're coming from like big urban hubs and you go to these these smaller towns or cities, you know, it has almost everything that you you want. You just yep. have to find the right place to be there. I mean, for me, what I like about, say, northeast cities is, you know, don't need the car to drive everywhere. It's true. Of course, in Miami, you do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you go to places like, you know, Memphis, Knoxville, um, Little Rock, I'm not that familiar with. But there's a lot of like Fayette, Fayetteville or whatever up there. Right. And, you know, all those little towns, they actually have like downtowns and things going on and restaurants and stuff. So if all of a sudden you can keep your job, you know, your, your virtual job pulling down big city coin and then you're living in like Knoxville or something. Yeah. You know, there's still an airport. You know, you're still a two hour flight from just about everywhere you would go anyhow. Yep. Um, you know, why not try that out? I totally agree, dude. The cost of living is just amazing. And, and being able to remote work at, higher salaries or higher income levels and be able to be in a cheaper place is really awesome. Uh, yeah. it's, it's amazing. Uh, I, my wife and I 
couple of years ago, we're looking at, there was this uh, village on the South Southern Italy that was offering yeah, like the dollar homes for a dollar. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was pretty enticing because I can work anywhere as long as they have a decent internet connection anyway. Um, so you remember talking about Revest and the Time Lock uh, capsules? Yes. The NFTs they had? Well, they've got a competitor. Charged Particles is out with vesting capsules. Um, and they're going straight after that market, whereas Revest is trying to say, hey, vesting is one of the pro uh, functions that you can do with these, but there are all these others. Charged Particles is 100% focused on uh, offering, you know, NFTs that have tokens locked in them for a particular period of time. And I think they also had um, other programmability for unlocking like uh, like Revest has, where uh, if the market cap of the token gets to X amount, then the team can unlock X percent of their tokens. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting that somebody else was copying that. It'll be interesting to see if um, uh, Revest can make sure they get more market share you know, one of the things I talked to him about was that you know, he should really be talking to the guys who are doing the funding, right? So, you know, VC, seed guys, private guys, funding groups, um, whales that are investing in projects, um, you know, that's an opportunity. Now, here's the really interesting thing. The, the thing I talked to Revest about was, you know, enabling borrowing and selling of the NFTs, right? Because at the end of the day, let's say you have... Um, a bunch of tokens because you invested in a project and they're worth a million dollars, right? And you don't want to wait another year for them to get out. Well, it, there could very easily be a marketplace, you know, maybe even a segment of OpenSea that's just like just vested token locked, you know, NFTs, um, where you create a marketplace on people who are willing to, um, who are willing to take a bet on those tokens paying less than their current value, but betting that they will sustain where they are or be at a higher value once they're unlocked. Um, so I think there's some interesting things here. I could also see borrowing against these, right? You know that the current tokens inside hold a million dollars in value. You do some conservative, you know, lending against these so that whoever has them can take, you know, 25% of the value and go out and make money with that while the tokens are locked up. So I see a lot of possibilities in this world. Just another interesting use of NFTs. I think there's a lot of possibilities for um, leveraging the additional functionality that that non-fungible tokens give us. And this is a great use case. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's it's kind of what we're always talking about too. You know, it's just, you have to have lower lower LTV ratios and, you know, get the market circulating. Yeah, because right now it's that market is kind of stuck on like open sea last sale price as yeah. whatever the value is. Well, you know, what we know is that, you know, someone might miss that on open sea, but then see it as an investment opportunity over here. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, I think all of these sort of baskets of features and products um, that we talk about, you know, almost every day, I think that's these are all testing beds for those. And eventually some big institution is going to roll these features up into a product or, you know, one of the DeFi top 20 is going to roll it into a giant product or a new yeah. one. Yeah, um, exactly. With all the best features. So that's why it's so important to look at all of these yield generating um, uh, techniques uh, across all the different sectors. And then, you know, that's how you create the monster platform that 
allows the lending and allows the staking and allow you know nfts and and tokens and allows that kind of secondary market type activity that you just mentioned yeah exactly exactly um so evidently uh the valus blockchain which a friend of mine was one of the core developers of that blockchain uh is founded by a guy he owns a crypto payment gateway and i can't think of the name of it but filthy rich built this great um, payment gateway for crypto, and he built the Valus blockchain, which is a uh, alternative layer one, high speed, um, pretty easy to use. Just hasn't taken off yet. Well, evidently, um, <laughs> evidently they are launching uh, a node for their network into space on uh, on uh, SpaceX uh, rocket, which. I find interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know the details on it yet, but you know, I think it's a good PR move. So whatever. It's cool. Anything space I'm I'm a sucker for. Yeah, yeah. And the Germans something like Germans are trading crypto certificates now, have the highest trading volume on the Frankfurt Exchange. Really? Yeah. Well, that's Although, interesting. Yeah, that's kind of another interesting one. Um and I saw something else that looked interesting. Um Coinbase bought FairX. This one here, I was curious, what are they saying here about House Senate Agriculture Committees issued bipartisan call for CFTC guidance on crypto. On crypto. Hmm. Yeah, Gensler got into was was doing his stupid football analogy of if we didn't have referees, blah blah blah, on Twitter yesterday. It's like, oh, shut the fuck up, dude. Just, <laughs> just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. You got anything else, Joe? I've got a slow today, man. Yeah, nothing super exciting on my Did side. Did you think any more about the Curve Convex stuff yesterday? That was great, man. Yeah, no, I, I want to dig in and to see what's going on with Geist and Curve over there on Phantom because I'm in a couple oh, of these Are you small... still in Geist or did you bail on that? No, I locked it all. So, you know. Oh, that's right. Made me stay. How long are um, you locked? Well, some is vesting and others locked. I think this a lot of stuff starts unlocking this week or vesting okay. this week. So, oh, good. Um, but you know, it's up like ninety percent in the last couple of days. So Sweet. it's coming off the bottom. I'm just waiting to see, you know, what happens next. But they have this interesting, um, like when you earn platform fees off of that platform, um, off of guys, just like with Blizzard or even Ave has them too. Um, you it, it automatically. You don't have to have it actually on the platform. It can be in your wallet and you're automatically generating return um, or yield um, on that in small increments of, you know, like GDI and uh, GUSDT and, you know, FUSDT and all those things. Right. Um, well, you could stake those and they're small amounts. You know, it's like three bucks here, six bucks here. Um, and I, but they're like multi-token pools of like three to five and you can custom design them. So there's a lot in there that I have to really dig into Yeah, um, with Curve to really understand it. Because I, I think that that is, look, if we can cash out well on one of the big plays um, that, you know, then you're going to be looking more at other things where, you know, it is how to use stable coins and do different things to generate better yield. Um, 
you know, with larger amounts of money. And sure. we haven't, I haven't really gotten too deep on that side yet. Cause I'm not fighting over the billions, you know, I'm just, you know, trying to grind out money. Right. Um, but when we get there, I think that's something we're all going to want to know. And I, I think Amy was digging yeah. into it pretty well. Um, but it's just so much at play there that it's, it's, you know, it just takes a while to absorb it, what you can do with all that. Yeah, I agree. No, look, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll look forward to your full tutorial on uh, Geist when you get a chance. Yeah, no, I'm happy to talk about Geist and Blizzard. Um, still sitting in both of those, you know, Geist on FTM and Blizzard over on AVAX. Um, you know, they're just down. They had a lot of whale selling. Uh, I think one went from like 2.7 in TV billion in TVL to I think like maybe 700 million. Ooh, so they've ouch. taken some big hits. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people dumping. You know what? I haven't so, looked at, I haven't gone back. I still am sitting on that uh, snowbank and snow dog. I wonder, I wonder, I haven't looked to see, I haven't noticed any news from them. I dumped the snowbank. I, just I did there's, not. There's so many out there at this point. And Snowbank and Snowdog, they always got a story coming next. And I'm kind of tired of their stories. Yeah, but they keep building, man. That's what's interesting. So now they've got something on their feed. Our first new turbine is live. A turbine is another name for the minting contract for a given liquidity pair. MIM AVAX is the number one pair on Trader Joe and will allow the treasury to earn fees from every swap on this pair. Learn more about turbines here. So I'm going to load that up and read it. That's kind of interesting, though. Yeah. I mean, because you're basically... I mean, they keep delivering on everything they said they were going to do. And this is new. I didn't even know about this. Well, they keep talking about a lot of stuff. I mean, I haven't seen the lending piece there come to fruition yet. Oh, I um, thought they did launch that. I don't think Maybe so. Maybe they didn't. Yeah, yeah, I don't I, see any tweets about it. You're right. I don't yeah. think they did. God I think that they're just, you know... I think, I think they're doing a good job after the Snow Dog debacle. Right. Um, and they seem to be keeping going. But, you know, I kind of look at... If I'm looking at Snowbank, then my choice is time or Snowbank. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's yeah, because I mean, yeah. you got to be a little nervous. But I, like I said, I kept some of my shit in there just, uh, just for shits and giggles. So. And even the smaller ones that I've already DCA'd into once, you know, I'm just letting those ride right now. Yeah. Um, because again, I think that there's it was talked about a little bit yesterday. And we've touched on it before, but you know, the emissions, you know, the rebasing. You know, essentially emissions is incredibly dilutive. Um, so it's very hard. You know, there's always going to be a first dump because those first whales, you're not going to walk away and, yep. you know, leave 30X on the table for a while. And you're going to try to come back in later, of course, if you really believe in it. But, you know, you can't stop that. It's it's like unless you try to lock them up for a couple of years. But who's going to necessarily do that if they can put their money somewhere else where it's not locked? Um you know, so I see that there's all these things that have to still evolve. Yep. Um, but at the same time, you know, I look at it like, I mean, if I don't look at it for two years, you know, one or two of these is 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 probably going to succeed, you know, of these like down, you know, the extended range, say, rebase coins. Right, tokens. right. I'm not, about, I'm not talking about time and, you know, Klima and all that stuff. Um, and you might have a huge stack you know, of money there, just like just if you, sitting there. Yeah, yeah. If you threw it into an LP pool and just came back a year later, like a lot of those guys did in the Doki stuff early, you know, when it was 650% or something, um, you know, oh, maybe that's another club, Joe. What? 
you just throw shit in and everybody comes back in a year and sees what happened. Like pick every time a new project's launching, just throw in a hundred thousand bucks from the fund, uh, the club, boom, 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 boom. And then you don't touch it for a year. Another one is every time, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, or when they're off, but Set it and forget off, it, club. they're all time high. I mean, I've moved some stuff into other wallets just because I don't even want to look at it. Like iron finance, uh -huh. you know, that, was as high as 60 for the run on that bank. And it was Titan or something like that. I can't remember Titan. which was which, but so, you know, that thing fucking got gashed. So, yeah. you know, I bought a hundred thousand of them or whatever, and just threw them in that junk wallet, just in the sense that, you know, I've seen it happen before, you know, when I had hundreds of thousands of tokens and it, I was thinking about dumping them for $37, but didn't. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden, they're on an exchange and, you know, both swaps and a, a central and a DEX. And, you know, it's going for 14 cents. Yeah. So, you know, to me, you, you have that long hold play, but you don't trade them. You don't really look at them. You set an alert somewhere that says, hey, if this gets to this, let me know. Right. And then forget about them. Yeah. Um, and then find the ones that grow. But uh, I think it's, you know, hopefully one hits. But, yeah, you know, if they don't, they don't. I mean, another one is um, uh, Polydoge. That you know, dog coins are making a run again, right. and so you know, I've been wanting that one to do something. That was a had a, a white boy rapper who the Chinese really liked. Um, <laughs> so he had his Lambo thing going. Yeah, it was hysterical. Nobody ever even heard of this guy, and um, yet he's got a Lambo scene with a couple of Asian gals on it rolling around, and he's you know doing That's his thing. Fucking but, hilarious, know, dude. But it was really funny. And um, so I thought it was just, you know, who knows? It could have one of those crazy ass. Joe buys the white boy Lambo rapper, rapper with a couple <laughs> of Asian gals. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, it was just so ridiculous because I'd never heard of the guy myself. I asked my what? daughter. I'm shocked, Joe. <laughs> that's my daughter. I'm She's shocked like, no. you haven't heard of the Asian rapper. Yeah. White boy rapper. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, but I don't even think he has a big well, no, he does have a TikTok account. But um his name is Bart something, Bart, whatever. But the point is that I got seven and a half million of them. So for some reason, some moron decides to put it in play for something like, oh, we're gonna go buy shitty electric cars with it, then um, you know, it could go like crazy. I was waiting. Are you me. trying to see if I'm paying attention? What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know, man. Maybe it goes up to like. Yeah, just cents. what the fuck is that scenario? They're going to go buy shitty electric cars. Because <laughs> <laughs> of Elon and all of his, you know, Doge and Shibu and all that shit for a Tesla. You mean like it'd be like the, the, the GameStop where they start taking tokens. So there's some like shitty company in Asia somewhere that starts taking the uh, polydoge. Yeah, exactly. Something yeah, like I that. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's a, awesome. That's, a, that's in the wall where I just don't really. Ever I like know. that. I yeah. like that. I, it's a nice, cause you don't have to think about them. You just put them over there and you fucking wait till they wait till you are, they make you rich or you just forget about them forever. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe I like one that. day. I mean, one day they were something, but it's not like I'm throwing, you know, $20,000 at each of these. It's like, you know, you're definitely buying on the dip after the catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I tell you, you what, I put some more. I put a little bit more in that Eureka. I, I, the, did you see that the guy wrote the um, the APY post that I mentioned? 
Did I send that? Did I talk about that yesterday? Yeah, I did. Ure- urethra? <laughs> Christ, you going to pull out a fart joke next? <laughs> no, no. I do remember that one. I thought that was quite very, very clever. Um, so, I, you know, look, I think he's, I, I think the interesting opportunity for him is he is um, speaking to something that's kind of rumbling underneath the surface about the rebase tokens or mm-hmm. APYs in general. And so I think if he can get out front in terms of PR, that there's an opportunity to grab some attention for that project. Now, the other problem is his timeline is very extended. So he 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 needs to ramp that up because there may be some long time horizon investors, but you know, nobody's gonna put half a million dollars into a project that he's not sure kind of when he starts the actual treasury deployment stuff, you know, a year from now. So, but otherwise, I think there is a market and audience of people who are saying, you know, I'm a little concerned about what I'm being sold in terms of APY. Here's a guy over here giving me the straight shit, right? Because he's got now on the Eureka site, he's got um he's got the tr- he's got the his R APY and he's got his uh um he's got the you know he's got the what the other projects would put as the APY, and then he's got the real APY. So um, let me. Uh, I'd love to see that on quick swap stuff, right? Because I always felt like, oh, you know, a couple of grand at fifteen bazillion percent should yield you more than you know forty-seven cents a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me go to that. I saw something else um, that Nier just did another capital raise, another 150 million. Um, I'm not sure what they're using it for. I saw something else about, yeah, the CFTC stuff was pretty interesting. That the Congress seems like they're ready to give jurisdiction for uh, for CFTC to provide guidance on crypto. Really? Yeah. I I I would be shocked if they took that power away from Gensler, but. Maybe it's not really his though. It's not because well, I mean, we can argue that all day, but he's going to fight for it. Yeah, it all depends on what we're talking about too. In in the sense of, you know, anything in like the like derivatives and stuff like that of say uh, ETH. You know, ETH I think has pretty much been designated as a commodity. And even the CFTC guys say, well, we wouldn't be listing it if it wasn't a commodity, right. <laughs> which I love that logic. You know? Yeah, well, yeah. of course it is. We wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it's like, but, you know, there is definitely a bureaucratic battle going on. But I think the so, SEC is more better suited. Like, even though the Treasury guys I know that kind of are brushing up against the side of the stablecoin issue, uh-huh. you know, they're advising Gensler on that, what U.S. policy perspective is. So he doesn't, you know, he doesn't generate policy. Doesn't. No, of he course not. Implement. But he interprets policy. That's the that's why they that's where the SEC has too much power is is the interpretation, right? The board interpreting. So yeah, here's how uh, Eureka shows the two APYs, right? So it's mm-hmm. the APY that you would see if it was uh, a normal a rebase project, and then the relative AP, APY, uh, the, his R APY that he does. So I like that they're doing that. The other interesting thing is you could come in here and have uh, for. For ten grand, you can come in here and have half the TVL if you wanted. Yeah, 
What's the what's the APR on it? APY? The RAPY right now is three hundred sixty point one percent. Yeah. So, you know, look, I think at, that it, I think it's sitting at like two cents. Yeah, it's well, two two cents per token. Well, I think the cool thing too with these rebases, if you're just you know staking the token on the platform site, you know for S Klima or Geom or whatever they are, or S Udo or S Dog, S Bank. Um, I like it because you don't have to think about the impermanent loss factor. Exactly. Um, unless you're staking the LP tokens, which I really don't understand why uh, uh, people want to do that. Yeah. Um, in the sense, unless there's a giant discount, but I'd rather straight up. I mean, I guess you're getting the rewards in the pool where you got the token. But you're not getting the big token rewards like if you stake the token there. You're just getting the share of transaction fees. Yeah. And you get whatever rewards when you stake it, I guess, in one of these bonding or minting processes somewhere um, on these platforms. But then you're not getting the – you're just getting the platform fees. You're not getting uh, the rewards from the liquidity pool. Just, uh, you know, 5000 in volume and your share is X percentage, which I find kind of interesting. Um, you know, it'd be interesting, you know, that what we were talking about last night, the bigger picture with the Dow and the funds and stuff. Yeah. You know, the focus of this project eventually is going to be um, leveraging the treasury for market making and uh, liquidity providing in DeFi and centralized exchanges. Um, so it's a very uh, trade oriented protocol. Uh there, there, there's some interesting stuff there. No token yeah, sale. No token yeah. sale. Yeah, yeah, no token sale. Exactly. It's basically, I, I guess, giving, airdropping, allocating. Yeah, he, he, this is interesting. Total supply is 10 million in circulation, 612,000. But I could have sworn I saw that they ended the airdrop. Airdrop has concluded. Oh, I think he's doing it in waves. That's why. Yeah, he's so, like kind of doing a wave rollout. So he did 612,000 out already, and then uh, he's going to do more. Current backing is 0.01 cent. That's interesting. How much TVL is in there now? 3,900? 93.92. Oh, there was only 3,700 in there yesterday. Yeah, it's tripled. 300% gain in TVL. That's the tweet. He, yeah, he should be saying, thanks, Brad Nickel. <laughs> Where's my tokens? Yeah. Um, no, I like, I mean, look, these are, you know, I wonder how it would play if you, you know, did something. I mean, as long as the people are credible, is are, are there any of these docs, are any of these DAOs, U.S.-based DAOs doxed? Uh, I think there are some that are doxed. I can't think of any off the top of my head, but. You know, look, I, I can't verify the guy's background, but in the conversation I had with him, um, I asked him some questions about market making that I know the answers to because yeah. of my involvement with material indicators that he was able to readily answer, right? Now, he may have studied market making and never did anything with market making, but felt like it was pretty legit. Um, he had a really detailed history of how he got there, what he did, what he learned along the way. So I obviously 
uh, can't do full due diligence on him. I don't have, he hasn't been doxxed to me, but I went in thinking scam and came mm. out thinking, wow, this is pretty tight. So, you know, I, 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 for myself personally, I mean, you know, I got a couple of bucks in there, nothing, nothing at all, but I actually like the guy mm-hmm. and I'm keeping the conversation going with him. Cause I think I get the impression he's really trying to do something different um, and something uh, responsible and, you know, it all could be a rug, but so far he's not making any money on it. Cause, cause there's only $9,300 in the treasury. And he's doing a complete airdrop for the launch. He's not doing a token sale at all. So, you know, those are all things that say, wait a minute, maybe this is a little different, a little more responsible. Now, of course, at the end of the day, his goal is to make a buttload of money on this thing, right? But he's got a longer time horizon because he already has an income. He's still market making. His All his market making is still happening, according to him, you know, uh, in an automated fashion with the tools that he and his team built. Um, so... I like it when someone doesn't need the money to go, right? They're they're doing it because they think they could do it better, which is usually a, a pretty good indicator. Do I think they're doing it perfect? No, I think they need to do a much better job of explaining the purpose, um, a much better job of, of social media and marketing it and, and getting out there. But I think it's a pretty, so far, it looks like a pretty honorable project to me. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's well, cool. and, it's, and it's early. Yep. And you know, like if you if their domain if domain expertise is there, you can usually pick up subtle cues too on whether they're um, committed to the project or not, or whether yep. it's a, a rug. Um, and so that sounds really cool. Now, now, tell me again, what is it that they're trying to do? The Eureka so, guys. So his goal is to um, build up the treasury. Right. Um, and he said he'll have other investment related projects around the Dow, but he wants to go, he wants to take the Dow into what he knows, which is market making and liquidity providing. Right. So his goal is to take um, and have the Dow will vote on it, but have a stable of five to 10 uh, companies that are market makers and that have a plan or strategy and provide funding into their market making for the Dow, right? So the Dow would get the, the Dow, the treasury would get the proceeds from that. His goal is to get to 10 so that, you know, if one and one or two of them fail, they still have a nice profit margin that they've made. And that's on centralized trading. And then on decentralized, he wants to implement some of the same strategies he's utilized in market making for liquidity providing on larger pools and, and in the space in general uh, on the DeFi side. You know, one of the things I talked to him about, I said, look, you're going to have to have a, you're going to have a real trust issue with people uh, investing funds in people outside of DeFi, right? So that there's no, con- there's no smart contract controls over the funds, right? It's just, okay, here's the money, go play with it and bring it back to the profits. But um, there are ways for him to lock that up in exchange accounts, et cetera. He would just need to APY and show people the, the real data that's coming in from those trades. Um, but I think those a lot of money to be made there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the potential that a project's treasury is growing and profits are, are accruing to stakeholders in the, in the project, and they have a very conservative approach to rebasing and emissions um, could be a really powerful, profitable revenue stream for people. Right. If he could build up, if he could build up a powerful revenue stream from market making and liquidity providing for the protocol, 
that is paid in revenue and emissions to stakers of the tokens, that's a nice model that actually equals instead of spikes and drops and spikes and drops, that could potentially be a nice model that equals a nice steady stream of income for people that are invested in the project. Again, I, I don't have any details on algorithmically how he's going to handle everything and how he's going to implement everything or anything else, but I just know the big picture uh, vision that he has. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah, Absolutely. it's interesting. Interesting. Anyway, uh, and by the way, I have no, uh, I haven't been handed any tokens. The tokens I do have are worth, uh, I don't know, 40 bucks. Uh, so we're not talking big dollars here. I have no uh, dog in this fight. I just am commenting on what I found interesting. Ugh, we went this whole show without the banner, Joe. What's your job? No, no, you took it down. It was on earlier. It was? It was on earlier. Yeah. Oh. You took it down on one of the screens. This is not financial advice. Do your own research. These are just our opinions. We are not your financial advisors. That's all I got today, Joe. Yeah, we should have a little thing that plays at the beginning, maybe like a show theme or something. Yeah, I'll do an intro. And then it has this thing ripped out there. In my spare fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Everybody, all the shows are available, video and audio at missiondefi.com, missiondefi.com, and on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. I'm going to reiterate today, please, please, please go to Apple Podcasts, Apple iTunes, and review us and subscribe so our our numbers there improve and we get um, we get more traction for the podcast and come up with search results more. That's all we ask of you. Please do that. Uh, the attorney is finishing up some final bits and pieces on the investment club document. I'm sorry it's taking so long. Everybody that's a member of the club or has uh, uh, said they want to be a part of the club, um, she hit a couple of things that she discovered. Uh, yesterday she just wants to be sure about, and she's getting back to us today about her research about that. It is moving forward. We are not stopping this at all. Um, and all of the infrastructure is mainly in place. Uh, Zero G's, Amen has done a fantastic job and has worked very hard on all our behalfs to get that up and rolling. So thank you very much for your patience. Please rate and review us, subscribe, give us a thumbs up wherever you watch us. We love you guys and we appreciate you tuning in. See you, Joe. See you later, buddy. See everyone tomorrow. Have a great day. Thanks, Brad. You too. Bye-bye. All right, bye.